Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Lisa. And this is Adam. And this is Designated Parent. The podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Did I get it right that time? I mean, sure. Mostly? You got it mostly right. It counts. That's good. So, uh, how is your week going? Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I think we did okay for yeah, Mother's Day. Yeah, you did Day. great. You did great. First of all, uh, I went grocery shopping, so I had all the makings for mimosas in my house. So right. just in case everything went to complete garbage, I could still be like, fuck everything. I'm making myself a mimosa. <laughs> you know, that is a And it would still be fallback. like a great day. But um No, I came through. Yeah, Adam came through. He ordered uh some takeout lunch. It was delicious. From a Peruvian joint in town, because mm-hmm. Lisa likes the ethnic foods. Yeah, and also came with mimosa. Yeah. It was like a blood orange mimosa. It was delicious. I think it also had like gin in it. I think I it think was so. like blood orange and gin. And, and a bottle uh, of root. A bottle of uh, champagne and it was delicious. And I Ooh. drank it all evening and I was in a very good mood. It was great. And it was pork tenderloin that was like mm-hmm. like uh, Just so fire tender roasted. and delicious. Mm-hmm. So good. Our kids were all like, it's all burnt. And I was like, it's not burnt. It's the taste of grilled food. <laughs> Like, that's how that works. That's how it is. And they would, like, eat the center out of it. It's like, I hate all of you. Yeah, but, like, also, these are the kids who like their toast, like, just warm bread. They don't like toast. They like warm bread. the most anemic toast ever. It is the whitest, white, white toast. It is so weird. From the whitest, whitest white kids. Yes. It's just, like, guys. I mean, it's on brand. Like, let's, yeah, let's make our toast a little more toasty. Maybe. Just a little. Maybe. But no. So we did that, and then last night, uh, for dessert, we had these, like, Peruvian tiramisu things? Yeah, essentially. It was like a mousse chocolate uh, coffee cake layered with a creamy layer. It was delicious. They call it a shade? Mm-hmm. A shade? If you're Spanish, I guess, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. know. But it was yummy, and but I was, it was here delicious. For it. And so we didn't record Sunday night because we were we were really busy eating dessert. Yeah. So and also Mother's Day, it seemed like work to record. So I was like, yeah, we'll just catch it tomorrow. So oh, this whatever. is actually Monday, whatever. But ah, it's been a week. We're yeah, we're it's doing been fine. Fine, like end of school is on the horizon. Time flies when you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like yes, <laughs> and it doesn't. It does, and it doesn't. Right, yeah. So. Um, definitely, I was writing out our, like, meal plan, and by the time I got to Friday, I was like, what is time? <laughs> what like, Why does it matter? None life. of this matters. It's irrelevant. We're just going to make it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was fine. It was just another week of yeah. quarantine. and <sighs> We're doing um, a soft open, I would say. In Ohio. In Ohio. Yep. Um, but we are also being very cautious, like. When our um, prospective work people ask us to come in, we're like, oh, we can come in, like, one day. But, like, we're not coming in all the time. No. Heck no. Like, I'm like, do you have a specific, stateable reason you need me in the office? Well, not really. Cool. 
yeah, then I'm going to continue to work from home. It's not It's not like I'm not working. No. I'm killing myself over here. Yeah. But yeah. for to keep everyone safer, like, how about I just do everything I can from home and then, like, maybe a few days a week go in and just work on the stuff I can't work on from home. Right. And so I have a meeting, like an all-hands meeting on Wednesday where we're releasing a new version and we all need to be there to divide up who's going to fail to do the tasks. <laughs> and it's good times. It's, uh, I need to be there for that so I don't end up with literally all of the tasks. Right. I mean, also, like, you could call in and be like, no, no, we're that's doing a Zoom. me. We're doing no, this no, on no. Zoom. Yeah. Well, and it's also, I'm, I'm kind of presenting, like, this is how we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Or at least I'm going to ask the very pointed question on, how are we going to do this? Well, I don't mm-hmm. know. Cool. Well, I have a plan if you don't. If you don't have a plan, do you, do you want me to run this? Because if you want me to run this, like, understand I'm going to put the word manager on my business card and we're going to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, business cards are cheap. They are. And uh, and if we get it done, we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. If that's a permanent solution, yeah, but we are gonna. We'll see. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a shit show. We have a dentist appointment tomorrow, which I we feel do. is yeah. one of those things. You're like, it's, it's very weird. It's not a thing, but all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, this is very much a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what? How are we gonna do this? This is a whole new frontier. Yeah. So our kids uh, normally, I scheduled the dentist appointments all together, right, with the kids, and like, there's two different hygienists in our. Um, office and so they like do them all at the same time and it's like we're in and out in like maybe 45 minutes now yeah yeah but with um social distancing and other stuff it's like yeah they've scheduled this for uh two and a half hours yeah two and a half hours which is fine like whatever whatever they will make it work yes i will i'll bring the switch and i will play lots of animal crossing I will set up my phone and allow Wi-Fi <laughs> to access. Right. And... You're like, I'll be working. Wait, do you guys have Wi-Fi in there? Yeah. Can you, like, put the router a little bit closer to the window? Just a little? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Cool. All right. Now, what's your password? Yeah, it's going to Never mind. I got this. I mean, you know, whatever. It will be what it is, but it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so. But we do have, this is kind of the official, unofficial last week of school. The last week of school of new assignments, I think, is what I got from most of the teachers. Yeah. And so, like, next week is the collecting of the stuff, which is going to take a full week. And the finishing up of whatever other assignments you guys, like, didn't do. Like, hey, remember April? You didn't do anything. (laughs) You're like, oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. I was just (laughs) wallowing. Uh, There was a week of wallowing in there. Do we need to get back to the week of wallowing? Okay, cool. I'll... I'll have them do the do the homework, and right. we'll figure it out. It'll be fine, I'm sure. But most of our kids, I think, are doing well. Yeah, our- I think they're okay now. Like, we definitely had a, like, come-to-Jesus moment. Where, where, Every one of our kids has had yeah, the moment but it was of just, separate. like, crying, Like, it was but- real interesting that it was not all the same week. It was, like, no. one kid one week, one kid the next week, one kid the next week. Like, fully three weeks before anybody realized that, like, yeah. oh, shit. I need to, like, get my house in order. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah, it was funny. And then, like, my, my week was last week. I think yours was, like, six weeks ago. I oh, think yeah. You, like, you got there first. Good yeah. for you. I was I was like, this is not okay. No, this is okay. Yeah. And so I think we're, we've, we've kind of come around that corner. Mm-hmm. So we just got to kind of get through this week, and then we'll be on, like, summer break. 
Right. I mean, nothing will change about the kids' lives other than they don't have homework. <laughs> right. But also, I don't have to tell the kids to do their homework. Right. Which frees up a lot of mental uh, stuff. Yeah. In and, your day and in mine. Well, I'm like, right now I take, you know, uh, I tell my boss I get to work at like seven. I work till five. But I've got two hours in there that I'm just wasting. Mm -hmm. Like, just figuring out, you know, making lunch or I'm... Uh, yelling at kids to do homework, or I'm, or I'm facilitating them baths, so they don't all murder walk. each other. Like, just, just in and out of that ten hours, consider two hours gone. Yeah, same. At least same. And honestly, when I'm at work, there's at least an hour or two that gets blown out. You know, talking to people, just chatting mm -hmm. about stuff and life and sports and oh, mine politics. is all like cashing in on social capital because I need them to do things. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but you know. So I, I don't feel like I need to work work for eight hours. Eh, you know, honestly, between <laughs> you six have, you have eight. a list of tasks you need to get done. Yeah, and, and I get those tasks done. If you can really buckle down and focus, like you can get eight hours of work done in six hours. Right. But if but if I keep getting have, interrupted, yeah, if, then eight hours of work turns into ten hours real fast. Yeah, and so you know, just as it is. So I'm I'm working and I'm doing it. I'm answering emails a little later than I normally do, and it's fine. They're getting a little. I'm giving a little. But we're all getting through this. Yeah, everybody's getting stuff done. So next week, when that's not there, it's going to be like, well, okay then. You know, I mean, maybe, but also like be the a propensity lot more... for our children to murder each other. That does. I go think up. will go way up because it's like, oh, I don't have to do math. You know what I could do? Annoy my brother. Yes. <laughs> like, hey, will you play with me? Hey, math. will you play with me? Hey, will you play with me? <laughs> Well, and the thing is, we're going to have to, like, probably put some screen time limits in place and, like, come up with a Make rotation it. for Animal they'll Crossing. Wake up, they'll wake up at 6 in the morning, and they'll screen, and then by the time, like, on Saturday, if I wake up at, like, 8, by the time I wake up at 8, they're all, like, tweaked out. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. I don't know why our kids tweak so hard from, like, having 12 hours of screen time, but apparently that's not good for a kid. Who well, knew? this is only, like, two hours of, no, of screen yeah, time, like... By the time Saturday morning rolls around, I was like, everybody put their screens away. Well, and it's fun because, like, they do do some creative stuff. Like, they play Minecraft, which I feel is weirdly creative mm -hmm. and funny. And they work together to try to build houses together and make yeah. stories. And it's cool. Um, our youngest has gotten into watching Minecraft videos, which I need to put the severe kibosh on. Yeah, no YouTube. YouTube's the worst. It is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. It's true. But we're we're gonna have to figure out the new normal again. I mean, we adjust like it's one of yet another adjustment for yeah the things that humans are actually great at. Like yeah. humans are great at adjusting to new circumstances. So I will say I do understand the um, the zookeepers that have to put like new items into their. <laughs> Into the habitat into where the it's habitats. like, oh, we had to move this tree, and you're like, why? And you're like, tigers were freaking the fuck out. And you're like, or like, we had to we had to put in a big tire. And you're like, okay, for enrichment. <laughs> and you're like, why? And I'm like, oh no, I and get you're it. You're like, now. oh, baby elephant pushing the tire up and down the hill like all day. And you're like, yeah, I, I, get, I get it. That. I get it now. After a while, that tire gets old, and you have to replace it with something else. So you place it with a beach ball, and suddenly he's fine for another two days, and then. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple months later, you can bring the tire back, but yeah. Yep. Oh, here we are. 
Well, we did watch a movie. We have watched so many movies. Yeah. To be, to be honest. But, but we, we watched one that I was kind of looking forward to. I was looking forward to introducing our kids to this one. This is one mm-hmm. of those movies that's in my, like, pantheon of great movies. Yes. Yes. Or memorable movies or whatever. Um, it's The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. Okay, so tell me a little bit about, historically, sure. your relationship with The Princess Bride. So, I... we. We didn't have a whole lot of, like, live-action films growing up in my house. We had a lot of Disney, like, cartoons cartoons and stuff. So I never saw this at home. Mm-hmm. But I remember vividly, it was either fourth or fifth grade, and that's weird because I had the same classroom for both. That's a whole okay. different story. But I remember being in that classroom and watching this as a movie. Wow. In either fourth or fifth grade, which would have been 91, 92. Okay, when did this movie come out? 1987. Was it 87? I don't remember. So it was like four or five years old. Mm -hmm. But uh, also, this movie to me only existed in VHS quality for the longest time. That's true. I never... Did you like it right away or were you like, this is whatever? I think my first experience with it was okay. I remember being like, oh, it was pretty good. Like, it was Like, I liked it. Yeah, it was was a good movie. It was just fine. But then later, as I've watched it more, and I think in college is really when I... Did, did you have, like, a big, like, uptick in, like, high school and college of watching it? No, we watched Empire Records every weekend in college, oh, in God, high school. I love Empire Records. Great. We're gonna... That, that's many moons from now. It's such a great movie. Is it? It is. is it? But, um... Oh, rest in peace, Ethan Emery, wherever you are. He's not dead, is he? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> but no, I so we we didn't watch it a lot in high school, but I did kind of rediscover it in college. Okay. And that was where I think a lot of people rediscovered Princess Bride was in college. Okay. Okay. Maybe. We went to the same college, we had a very different experience. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Well, I lived off campus, so I was allowed to have a TV. So I mean that's true. Um so my parents would sign up for HBO for a month that it was free mm-hmm. and then tape everything that was on HBO and then cancel it. And they would do this like four times a year, every year. <laughs> I love it. And I appreciate their hustle. Uh, that seems like a lot of work. I, Whatever. You know. Um. So this was one of the movies that they taped on HBO. This and Pee Wee's Big Top. Oh my gosh! Right. <laughs> what are our kids going to react And also Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, were they but, on the same tape? In like uh, well, that this, super crappy quality. This and Pee Wee's Big Adventure were on the same tape because I remember one time like I was sick and I put this tape in and I fell asleep in Pee Wee's Big Adventure and I woke up and it was The Princess Bride and I was like I've been sleeping forever but really I've been sleeping for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Maybe two hours. Um, yeah, so this was a movie we watched a lot. Like, it taught me to call my brother a son of a bitch. I mean, that's a valuable my, lesson. My, I bet your brother. It's yeah, accurate. my mother did not appreciate that at all. As for for many reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> oh, the things I'm not going to say. <laughs> right? Right. So, uh, there's that. Um, but yeah, I watched, I have this movie memorized. Oh, yeah. Still. Still have this movie memorized. 
Um, so I watched it a ton when I was little. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped, you know, like in fourth grade, fifth grade, junior high. Like, pretty much when you saw it is when I, like, stopped watching it. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I stopped watching it, like, all of junior high. I didn't see it all of junior high or senior. Or... And then in high school, one of the theaters by us started showing midnight movies. And sure. this was, like, a classic midnight movie like fodder. Oh yeah, sure. Totally. Um so I saw this in like in a theater three or four times. Because, I would like, love to see it in a theater. I think it'd be great. Because like what else are you like whatever. I lived in like, What else are you gonna do in Chicago on a Friday night? I, I lived in the suburbs. I could not drive. So like I guess. But for still. first of all, did did I go to the city and see punk shows? Yes. But, like, was the midnight movie theater cheaper? Yes. <laughs> like, you did not have to pay for parking. Because <laughs> I grew up in luxurious Cincinnati, Ohio, right. where at 4 o'clock on a Friday evening, you were picking the last thing you were going to do because by 9 o'clock, it was No, over. like, the movie started at midnight. And, like... Yeah. I have never, I think, been to a midnight movie. Oh, there's... They were Other like, than like premieres, the, specific the pin- premieres, they're the pinnacle of my high school existence. Yeah. Um, when did you first see Rocky Horror? Uh, I think I was sixteen. Do you think that's too young for Rocky? <laughs> I mean, that's when I saw it. And also yes. <laughs> and also yes. Um, but yeah, and so so then I like watched it like a ton in high school, and then um, I did watch it a lot, not a lot in college, but like. You know, it was one of those things, like, if you are flipping through whatever and it's on, oh, yeah. you watch it. it. Like It's a remote catcher. Yes. Like, you're, you're flipping through with the remote, you see Princess Bride, and it just stops working. And you're like, I'll stop. It's fine. Shawshank Redemption, to me, is the same way. And The Big Lebowski. And any and- of the Indiana Jones movies except the second one. <laughs> I was, I was going to be like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Temple of Doom just keep... I'm like, oh, it's Indiana Jones. Oh, never oh, mind. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Even the last one, uh, the the Crystal Skull is just so bad. It's oh, yeah. just watchable. Yeah, isn't great. It's at least not so harpy. Can I say harpy? Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. But anyway, so this movie is, a, it's a great film. I, yeah, we have all enjoyed this movie. Yeah, and so our eldest on, I think it was Friday, he had done all his schoolwork and had been working to get himself Friday off. Yes. And... I was rewarding that. I was like, listen, if you can if you can organize your work, if you can set up a plan, if you can execute on the plan, right, I'm going to check well. and make sure it's not doing like, well. do a terrible job. But We've like, got do some feedback that some of the stuff he did was not great, and it dropped his math grade from like a 99 to a 98.2, and I'm just going to have to live with that as a father. Right, right. And he's like, Dad, I'm not doing extra credit. <laughs> and I'm like, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Just fine. Okay. You're, you win. Um, but if you're if you come to me and tell me you're bored, you're doing extra credit for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Friday he had kind of the day off, and he sat down and he came to me um, pro- after lunch sometime, sometime in the afternoon. He's like, "Dad, just watched a really good movie." And I was like, "What you watch?" And he goes, well, it was on it was on Disney. It was uh, it was the Princess Bride. Have you ever seen it? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, like "Yes, I have." I was ah, oh, I wanted to watch it for the first time with you, like. It kind of felt a little bad. Like, this was one of my moments last week. Right. Um, but he's like, I'm going to show it to And I'm like, can, can we wait? We'll watch it Sunday. I think your mom would really like to watch it for Mother's Day. I think it would be a mm-hmm. good call for her. She would enjoy it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. So, of course, he and, and his sister watched it 
mm-hmm. on on Saturday. On Saturday, because they just couldn't wait. Like I got you up couldn't at, wait. You had to I share got up at eight in the morning, and they were watching Princess Bride, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but our youngest wasn't. He was somewhere else. He, right. He didn't care. I think the first opening moments, it was a kissing movie, and, and he, he was like, like Fred Savage was just like, nope. <laughs> He's not, done. I'm not here for kissing. And so he found something else to do. But we talked him into it. We watched it last night. And it's great. It mm-hmm. still holds up. It's just such a fun. It is a very fun movie. It's a very fun movie. Um, You hate the people you're supposed to hate because they're hateable. Right. And um, you love the people you're supposed to love. Mm-hmm. Although they're not entirely lovable. Right. Everyone is, like, flawed in, like, their own way. Yeah, but some people's flaws are defining characteristics, and at Mm -hmm. that point you're just like, well, nope. Sorry, Humperdink, you're Mm -hmm. out. So, you ready to talk about the plot and, like, my thoughts on this movie? Yeah, we can talk about your thoughts. I mean, honestly... After I hadn't seen it in, like, ten years, and I'm, like, trying to, like, bring a critical uh, adult mind... (laughs) First off, I'm going to say you should not bring a critical adult mind to this movie. That it's is not a fun what... movie, but that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> this one should so remain like, pure. Oh, fine. No, fine, you can do it. Okay. So, what do, what are your thoughts? Okay, so. I don't think we need to do the plot. If you don't know the plot of this movie at this point. It's, it's not that hard. So, Buttercup, she, uh, her parents own a farm. She owns a farm. I don't know. She's rich. She has the farm. Yes. And there is a servant person. Wesley, uh, the stable Wesley, boy. he's the farm boy. And she always only calls him farm boy. She doesn't ever call him his name, which is rude as fuck. Uh, and he only ever says, as you wish. She asks him to do something. He says, as you wish. Right. Uh, and they fall in love. Like, honestly, the most interesting part of this story would be how to start a relationship with someone who only says three words. Like, I am Groot. <laughs> Yes. Right? I mean. Right? How do, how does Groot get a girlfriend? So interested. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a whole different. Right? That's a whole different set of websites than I usually go to on the internet. But. um, Yeah. Like, I'm so interested in how you start a relationship where one person only is like, farm boy, fetch me that picture. Uh, and the other person says, as you wish. And how you go from that to being like. This person is the love of my life. I would literally die for them. Yeah. <laughs> like that that whole process is just kind of like hand-waved. <laughs> yep. Which I thought was very interesting. Well, also it's a kids movie slash book slash It is, experience. but also like I have questions. <laughs> like how how and when did they talk about their relationship? They just realized when you said as you wish, what I meant was I love you. No. What he meant was as you wish. And if you can't be with someone who can communicate their emotions, like... Maybe you need Maybe to... thank you next, you know? Yeah, maybe. Like, <laughs> I don't know when this movie was set. I understand we don't have therapy, but, like... I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean... Like, that's a little red flaggy. Yeah, maybe. To me. I see your point. As a grown-up with, like, modernized. But, of course, Wesley has to go off and, like, seek his fortune. Right. Because being a stable boy, which has been okay for so far. Right. He didn't have money to marry her because he had to buy her. Because patriarchy. Patriarchy. <laughs> Live and well, ladies and gentlemen. 
So he's got to take off and earn his fortunes so, on the high sea. Right. He has to seek his fortune across the sea. Um, but then he's murdered by pirates. Like and, you do. Uh, classic Fred Savage line. Murdered by pirates is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and again, that's at least interesting. So I'm going to say this again, watching it as a parent, hearing Fred Savage, mm-hmm. his commentary is a hundred percent the commentary my kids are having in yes. their heads. Yes. They're like, they're like, ah, yeah, you're kissing, right. gross, murdered by pirates? That murder- has potential. Right, murdered by pirates is at least interesting. <laughs> Indeed it is. So there you go. Um, And then you fast forward to like five years later, three years later, some, five, year, some years some years later. Um, And Buttercup is engaged to Humperdinck, who is the prince of Florin. Florin. Which is a city or a country. I don't know which. Small. I don't know when state. this was supposed to be set. Feudal holding. In, in some kind of, yeah, feudal holding of like Italy or France or Spain. <laughs> like, but everyone speaks. Well, English. I would say it's not Spain because. <laughs> it's not Spain because there is. There's a, a Spaniard, Spaniard who is distinctive because if you're in Spain, you can't be like the Spaniard because they'd be like, we're they'd all They'd be like, we're Spaniard. all Spaniards. <laughs> it's not really helpful. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, Buttercup is not, like, real pumped about being engaged to the prince, but he's the prince, and she doesn't really have choices, because she's a lady, because you're born with a uterus, and, uh... Therefore, your opinions don't matter. Your opinions don't matter, and you have no... You're basically just property (laughs) with boobs. A hundred percent. A hundred percent property with boobs. Um... So she's like, well, I mean, I can't say no. Like, I'm not, I'm still kind of in love with my dead boyfriend from, like, five years ago, which, whew, like, that's, that's a, a long time to carry a torch. That's a long but... time to carry a torch. Like, I understand, like, true love or whatever, but, like, maybe I don't. <laughs> like... Hey, now. I would I'm hope... sorry. If you died, I cannot promise you that in five years I would not have found... So what else? Like, I cannot promise that. I'm going to say... I'm not going to be single forever. I'm, I'm going to say you wouldn't just because it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like you'd be like, but like I don't want to go on a date on Fridays. Right. I I'm have like, kids and a sitter. It's a whole thing. Like, I want to stay home. I don't know. Sweatpants all weekend. I mean, I, like, I, I don't know. Anyway. Like, I can't, I can't make you those promises. That's okay. I can. Yeah, but she didn't have kids. No. <laughs> she didn't have to get a sitter. Like, she could just... <laughs> she could move on. Right. She's she... young. She's Robin Wright at the right. height of her Robin Wrightness. Right-ness. Although Robin Wright, like, truly looks exactly the fucking same. Like, oh. her, uh, she has different hair sometimes. But other than that, like, it's just like... She's cheek- fine. Just like cheekbones forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she looks great. She is fantastic. Um, so, Robin, if you're listening, right, you can come keep, on the podcast. Keep doing you what want. you're doing. Yeah, what and yeah. Also, I want to know your skincare routine. Shit's being rich. Um, but also, I want to know. <laughs> mostly the rich thing. But mostly being rich. Um, yes. So, but she gets kidnapped on her daily ride. So she, um, which is a rides, huge security. She flaw. rides a horse. Yeah. So every day, um, she's engaged to the prince. And the prince is like, sure, you can ride, like, miles and miles and miles away from any kind of village every day without any kind of security detail. 
Like, yeah. It'll be fine. No worries. Whatever. What's the worst that could happen? Right. And it's not, I trust you. It is, uh, like, I don't really care. Um, so, the prince hired Vicini. We to, don't know that. We do later. Yeah. But the Vicini prince, kidnaps her. So, Vicini Who's Wallace Shaw. Who's Wallace Shaw. Which blew my kid's mind. I was like, that's, because you were, you were telling them, like, we were going through all the Pixar films he's in. Right, I was like, oh, he's the dinosaur in Toy Story. He's Bob's boss in The Incredibles. Right, he's Bob's boss in The Incredibles. And they're like, oh yeah, he does have a weird cartoony voice. And I was like, yeah, once you have a weird cartoony voice, you just kind of lean in. And once, <laughs> and once you get picked up by Pixar, they You're lean. like, yes, yes, send me the checks. I will uh, join the softball team. <laughs> and this is my life. Look now. at you, John Ratzinger. I mean... It's it's a good check. He does... He does a but good job. He kidnaps her. You introduce, and it introduces the the trio real quick. Right, of uh, Fezzik. Fezzik, who is Andre the who is fucking giant. Andre the giant. Who is credited as Andre the, the, the giant. giant. And my kids are like, he has no last name. <laughs> like, honestly, if they listed it, I wouldn't know it. Yeah, I don't know it either. I'd have to Google it. Um, and yes, Andre the giant. And um, Inigo Montoya. And Inigo Montoya. Who is played by... Um, Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Who is, is, like, has chops galore. That man like, has... truly... He's an amazing actor. He, he's done so much. He's also not Spanish. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, But he is... Yeah, he's an amazing guy. Yeah, he did... He's done all kinds of great stuff. Right. He's been on like, and off stage, mm-hmm. TV shows, movies, Broadway, a couple of commercials here and there. Right. Well, he he was a pretty steady Broadway actor, I think, when they like snatched yeah. him. But um yes. But he uh and so it's the you know, kind of the sword fighter, the brawn, and Wallace Shaw as as Fezzik thinks he's the brains. Right. So they're undefeatable. Only they're not. Right, okay, because so they snatch the girl, and they uh, take her on a boat. And the plan is, they um, tear up the part of an... Gilder. Yes, Gilder, who is their, like, sworn enemy across the sea. Right. Because, you know, So whatever. they rub some of their clothes on, their right, uniform they te- they and their patches off, and they stuff. They tear off a piece, and they, like, kind of stick it to the horse or whatever. So when they find the so horse... So when they find the horse, they're like, oh, this is the princess's horse. And it has, like, parts of a, a, Gilder, a Gilder uniform. Like, I'm sure that they kidnapped her and, like, there will be blood. Yeah, exactly. I must avenge her. There will be a war. Right. And so they are going to take her to the Gilder frontier and kill her and leave her body there to be discovered. Mm-hmm. Thus cementing the whole war thing. Right. And then when they find her and then they're like, oh, yes, we will definitely go to war. So, uh, Fezzik who's Andre the Giant, has, like, a whole, like, crisis of conscience. It was like, you didn't say anything about killing a girl when you hired me. And he was like, do you want to go back to where you were when I found you unemployed in Greenland? And I was like, when did Greenland become a thing? I mean, Vikings, so it's been a while. No, but, like, when? I'm thinking I don't know. the 1100s. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's been that long. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Greenland's... Pretty well established. It's been well established. It hasn't been established. It's been like a thing. I mean, arguably, like we, it's hardly we, established we, at the moment. We pointed but. to it and on a map and we drew like a big blob and we're like, that's it! Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I think it's for sale at the moment, maybe? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. 
people are saying the great the great greenland iceland uh like shenanigans shenanigans where it's like i'm gonna name this greenland so everyone thinks it's dope and i'm gonna name this iceland so nobody knows that it's dope (laughs) (laughs) shenanigans right but anyway so they uh, they take off. They go through. There's a little interlude with the eels. They climb the oh. cliffs of insanity, oh, okay. but they're under pursuing. There's somebody pursuing them. What's up? Also, Indigo has a little thing where he like doesn't swim, right? And Fezzik also well, like only dog paddles. I feel like that's and a yet, failure. And yet they take a big like sea voyage. I feel like that was a failure of planning, right? Well, okay. Right. So part like, of like he's sailing the fucking ship and he doesn't know how to swim. He's like. Making the sails work? I was like, if you learn sailing... You should learn swimming. You should learn swimming. Also, every time Inigo is on the ship, like, like pulling the ropes and stuff, he is, like, super posing. Yes. And Tru- it's fantastic. Truly, like, so, like, the, the, the full lunge with, like, a, like chest forward and, like, tilted halfway. Yeah, like, he it, looks like a fucking action figure all he, the time. He looks like a sailor who took too many lessons at Juilliard, which may actually be the case <laughs> here. true. That might true. be accurate. But he, um... So they... They they get to the cliffs. They climb the cliffs of insanity while okay, being pursued by the man of black. Rope. Right. There's a rope. Well, Fezzik's a planner, a header. Vincent is, maybe. Vicini. Or Vicini. Vicini, sorry. I get that confused. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he put the rope there. But when? When did he put the rope there? Like, weeks three ago? weeks ago? Maybe he's and got another he's accomplice? Like, and then he's like, no one's gonna touch this rope. <laughs> like, Seems like a lot of work. Seems like too much work. Like, it'll be fine. I guess. Right. And so, uh, Fezzik is, like, carrying all of them up the rope, up the Cliffs of Insanity. Also, the special effects on this, and this will be a running theme for the special mm-hmm. effects. They're good enough. Yeah, they're cheap. They're cheap special effects. I don't feel but... like this movie was, like, people were like, we're gonna see it in the movie theater once for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, and then it's gonna be on VHS. It's just gotta be VHS special effects. It's fine. Right, right. And they're okay. So you can tell that, like, Andre the Giant is pulling up the rope, but he's totally, like, hanging straight down and just being hoisted. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a winch above him pulling a wire. Right. Which is, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the man in black who has caught up with him, who's in a boat, now he's caught up. Right. He's so climbing the... behind him. Right. And so he starts climbing the rope. And then Fezzik, or, uh, Vincent, Vicini, Vicini. Gets, real, gets really mad and starts, like, literally screaming at the person who is, like... Moving him up the rope. Right. Like, just yelling at him. And our oldest is like, you should probably not do that to the guy that's carrying you. Right, right. Yet again, evil people with terrible management skills. Indeed. I'm well familiar. Right, so they get to the top, and uh, Vicini's plan is like, look, I'm going to take the girl and Fezzik, and we're going to go off. Uh, You stay here. If the guy, oh, he cuts the rope. Yeah, but the he, guy, but cuts the rope, man but, of black doesn't but the fall. Man, the man in black doesn't fall. He just like reaches out and grabs part Core of the Core strength for days. Truly, truly. Um, and they're like, okay, well, if he uh, falls, great. If not, like you have to murder him. Okay. And he was like, well, I mean, I'm going to do him left-handed. And, he, <laughs> and they're like... Oh, I just, you have, like, one fucking job. Like, can you please just kill this person? He's like, no, I have to kill him all sportsmen-like. <laughs> He's and honorable. This, and this is a thread that runs through the, 
I, this whole I'm going to do this horrible thing, but I've got to do like, it honorably. Right. Like, I'm, there's so many rules about murdering someone politely. <laughs> so the man in black gets up, and there is the sword fight. And this sword fight is between Mandy Patinkin and Carrie Ulf. Yes. Who I can never write. And a little Ulf, bit. Both, and a little bit there. There are a couple insert uh, shots of stuntmen. Yes. Stunt people. But mostly them. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly... It's not bad. I mean... I don't know anything about fencing. I'm not a fencing expert. Like if they if they were in a pipetting duel, I would have You would have opinions. Words. <laughs> but from like a fight choreography perspective, no, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Good. Yeah. It's well done. I know somebody who did a um, stage combat like a degree in stage, in combat, stage combat. And their final presentation was that was they this fight? Built the entire set. And except for the flip around the bar, he said we had a fake that we didn't do the flip around the bar because that was a little it's too much a little too much but otherwise they did the entire uh sword fight from this scene <laughs> and i'm like that's, that's fucking awesome great <laughs> yeah it was cool yeah it's really hard but they did it in like one take live and i was like right. wow right i'm really impressed because there's obviously some cuts in this mm-hmm. but uh man of black wins right and so knocks uh, out. Oh, before before they have the fight. Yeah, the uh, whole conversation. Indigo tells him about like, like tell me about your life, and he's like, oh, you know me. I'm just like trying to avenge my father who was murdered when I was eleven. By the way, by do you have six fingers on your left hand? Six right fingers hand? on his uh, right hand, and he's like, okay, cool. I mean, it's you, work. You have you have a lot of trauma, sir. That you were working through. I do love. There's a moment where the man in black comes up and he's been, and he goes to pull a sword and Inigo's like, "No, no, when you're ready, wait, yeah, fine. wait till you're ready." That's <laughs> fine. So they sit and they talk, and Inigo at one point is talking about his dad. He's like, "My my father made this sword." Hands his sword to the man in black after expressing his intent to kill said man. Right. The right. man in black looks at it for a minute, like seems great, and hands, and hands it, it back. back. <laughs> right. Right. Instead of being like, "Now I have your sword. Try to kill me now, motherfucker." Like. No. Or just maybe like, Patanka just yeah. has such balls that he was like, I can kill this fucker with no sword. <laughs> like, That's also a possibility. <laughs> he's like, I got that like boot sword or whatever. He's got like, another sword in his back. Or right. Like, like, but they fight. Um, Man of Black wins. A lot of witty. Oh, there's the whole like, I'm not left handed. Yeah. They're not. Uh, they, they're both fighting left handed. Mandy Patanka is like. I know something you don't know. I'm not left-handed. And then a few minutes later, after the fight starts going against the man in black, the man in black's like, well, I'm not left-handed either. I'm not left-handed either. either. Switches it over, does some fancy stuff, and then they fight. And then, yeah. I mean, it's great. Also, the balls on both of them to be like, oh, uh, duel to the death. I can't, I can't fight with my dominant arm. That's too easy. (laughs) Like, I gotta, I gotta spot this guy a handicap. Right. Right. Just the balls. Mm Mm-hmm. They're fantastic right and okay yes so so then uh man in black takes off as he's taken off you see humperdink finding the fight scene mm-hmm. and being like oh they're going that way right like, the loser went off alone and the winner followed those way. tracks that way so let's go follow the winner and we'll see where this is going man in black comes up on Fezzik, the Fezzik. giant yes. he's gonna throw a rock at his head so uh he's Vecini sees the man in black like come over the cliffs and he's like oh fuck like they didn't kill him like oh you kill him and uh, I'll I'll take the princess and go do something and he was like okay 
And he's like, how am I supposed to kill him? He's like, I don't know, do whatever you want. And he was like, oh, okay, how do I do that? And he's like, I don't know, take a rock and hit his head with it. Like. And Pensick's like, my, my like, way doesn't seem very sporting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yet again, so many rules about how to murder someone politely. <laughs> exactly. So when the man in black comes up, Fezzik misses intentionally. Right. Hits hits the rock beside him and the man in black's like, hey, hey how are you what's doing? what's up? And he's like, hey, you and me need to fight, but like, I'm going to put down my rock and you're going to put down my, your sword and we're going to like fight. Like, we're going to murder each other like gentlemen. Right. Hand, and just like hand to hand combat. And uh, the man in black is like, well, this is a real interesting choice, but okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean... And so he ends up, like, choking him out because, right. like, he gets on his back and yeah, uh, chokes him out and is like, oh, good, you're still alive, but I'm going to leave you here because also I can't be, ha- can't have you following me. Sleep and, well and dream of large women. Right. And then he runs to uh, Vizzini, who has set up a whole fucking picnic. Yes. With wine and cheese. And like a tablecloth? Yeah. Goblets? Like, pewter goblets? Truly. Was he carrying those pewter goblets the whole time? Like, I don't understand Fasini's game. Like, what was what was his game Obviously plan? not Sicilian. He was just like, uh, snack. Snack is my game. I'm here for the snacks. I think you would understand that. I mean, I am here for the snacks, but I'm also not trying to start a war and or, like, murder random princesses. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not a mercenary. That's not my job. <laughs> But he, uh... Yeah, so he has this whole, like, picnic set up. Right. Like, I I, I don't understand. I don't understand what his play was going to be. It... Because he was like, come closer and I'll kill her. And, uh... Which he doesn't do. Which he doesn't do. Because, uh, the man in black is like, how about we just have a battle of wits? And he was like, oh, I love a battle of wits. Sounds to the great. death? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. You've committed one of the... Well, no, it's later. But right. it's the it's the the battle of wits is they have a glass of two glasses of wine they put the poison right. in a so glass. So the man in black puts poison in a glass and he's like, okay, it's IOK powder. It doesn't smell or taste like anything. Right. And um, I put him in one of the glasses and you get to choose which glass you drink. And then we both drink and then we find right. out who's right and who's dead. And uh, Vicini like talks, I love it. Talks himself in circles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a great monologue. Yeah. Of neurosis. <laughs> I feel like that's who Wallace Shawn is. Like, like, in his, like, nut core. Like, that is. So the thing about Wallace Shawn is, I, I didn't look up how old he was, but he was not as old as he seems in this movie. Right, I mean, he was out. bald. He was bald, but I think that was just, I mean. But, like, some people go bald. Like, it's just who it is. Yeah, it's just what it was. I think he was just one of those guys that balded early. Mm-hmm. Um. But he is basically, this is peak Wallace Shawn. Like, <laughs> he peaked in 1987. I mean, did you ever see my dinner with Andre? <laughs> no. It's great. It, does it fall into the giant? It's, no. Is no. It's, Andre? Yeah, it's Wallace oh. Shawn, like, having a conversation. It is the weirdest fucking movie. <laughs> okay, so maybe that was peak Wallace Shawn. But this is, I think, you know, if you if you pull somebody in the streets, if they mm-hmm. know who Wallace Shawn is, they know he was Vicini. Right. Like right. that's, oh, oh, the guy from the Princess Bride. Yeah, him. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know that guy. Cool. But, oh, also, 
he talks about how IOK and Potter comes from Australia. When did Australia become a thing? <laughs> I mean, we don't actually know when we are in this movie. Yes. So, so I'm trying to figure out. It's a movie <laughs> like, out of time. It was post Greenland and post Australia. <laughs> At the, I mean, Australians, if you're listening to this, can you tell me when you became a thing? I don't know. I mean, do you mean like when white people realized it was a thing or right. when like brown people realized it was obviously a thing? Obviously white people. <laughs> oh, okay, obviously. White men, if possible. Right, because that's who this movie on. is about. Yes, exactly. Everyone else is basically a football. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, then Prince Humperdinck continues to like trace the I steps mean, of There are literally the princess. two women in this movie. Yes. But also- With lines. Or three, because there's the witch. Only two of them ever see each other, and they only talk about the princess's relationship with Humperdinck. Right, right. Like, no, it definitely does not, uh... It misses the special test by a mile. Yes, truth, it's... truth. But, um, I, little side, little side note, uh, Prince Humperdinck and Count Rugen's outfits yes. are, like, the perfect Instagram girl mini dresses. Oh yeah, they're gorgeous. They're, they're like cute. so cute. So fetch. So fetch. <laughs> they have like a nice flare. They have like cute bell sleeves. I was like, I think I have seen that purple gr- dress on Instagram on like a willowy blonde who's like also making scones. Like, oh yeah, totally. Yes. Did Paris wear, wear it in the last <laughs> cooking video? I don't know. I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't I, seen recent Paris. I've, I've only seen the one cooking videos. I just saw the one where she was wearing the. The one rainbow um yeah, sweater. sweater and then her rainbow sweater went on sale for like a thousand dollars. I don't understand. It was on sale. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, so um the duel goes as it is where um the man in black wins. Man in he... black wins and he wins the princess, yay. yay. To which he is fucking terrible to her. Yes. Um like what? And he uh she's like, You're the Dread Pirates Roberts? And he was like, Yep. And he was like, well, she was like, well, you murdered the man I love. So, like, I'm not going to be real cool to you. And he's like, that's cool, whatever. Like, you you kind of suck, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're marrying some other dude. So. Right, you're marrying some other dude. So, like, fuck you. And, uh, and she, she was like, you, you also suck. Like, yeah, so, like, like, everybody sucks here. So, like, fuck you. And, uh, there was... There's a point where he was like, where I come from, there's penalties when women lie. And I was like, but not men. Never men. Because fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> like, I mean, even no, in no. this, like, fantastical world where there's, like, miracle pills to bring you back from the death. <laughs> women aren't allowed to be duplicitous, but men are. But men 100% are. So he's fucking terrible to her. And she's and she decides to push him down on the hill. Because, like, one, he murdered her boyfriend five years ago. And also... He's being fucking terrible to her. Honestly, and she, like, cool needs to, like, you know, secure her own safety. And as he's falling down the hill, he's like, as you wish. And then she realizes, like, oh, you're Fuck. you're my old boyfriend. And she, like, throws herself down the hill. Yes. I would have been like, sorry. Also, why are you being such a goddamn asshole? And I would have had a whole fucking argument with him 
at the bottom of the hill and me at the top of the hill. <laughs> like, you want this? You get your ass back up here right. and we will talk. Right. Or I'm going to just scream also, down at you. Like, and I'm I gonna... thought you were dead. And also as a woman, I have no choices. You have to understand that when the prince says that he wants to marry you, you have to marry him. Like you don't have a choice. Right. Also, you were dead. Also, fuck you. You're being fucking terrible to me. Like, like as soon as I... Messina would have died, if you'd have whipped off the mask and been like, hey, I'm Wesley. Like this whole thing would have been like, Holy Great. shit! Fantastic. We would have had this. like a much sweeter reunion, uh, but yeah. So like, she is way more chill about. You know, things. take me into Gilder. Get me away from this whole thing. I don't want to marry that asshole, the prince. Like, yeah, she would have been like right. totally on board with Wesley showing back up, but he couldn't just do that. No, because he needed to know that she really loved him, instead of just like presenting she so he had to be duplicitous right instead of just presenting but like, that's fine because he's a, he's got a penis right right he can lie <laughs> yeah so instead of just being like hey i'm here to rescue you and also i'm your boyfriend from like five years ago are you still like feeling me or are you do you really want to marry your prince humperdinck guy like i'm cool either way and i'll respect your decision like because that would have been way cool <laughs> right but anyway, she throws herself down the hill. She throws herself down the hill because, like, I don't know why. Um, so then they're down the hill and they're both, like, beat up. And then they have to escape into the fire swamp. The fire swamp, which has fire geyser things. And quicksand. Quicksand. Which I thought was going to be way more of a problem. Yeah. That <laughs> and the Bermuda Triangle totally did not live up to my fourth in, grade expectations. In my life. I don't know. I was very prepared for... <laughs> for quicksand? Quicksand. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I remember, like, hearing about quicksand and, like, the Bermuda Triangle and being like, is nobody dealing with these issues? <laughs> like, I feel, <laughs> I feel like they're grown up to be protected. Like, they're all over the place. Like, there's books and books and books on these in the library. Right, right. I'm keenly aware of the dangers. Is no one? Right. That, no. was, that was when the grown-ups in my life started to fail me. Yes. <laughs> Before I became the grown-ups in my life that were starting to fail And I was me. like, actually, guys, don't worry about quicksand. <laughs> like, worry way more about your retirement. So, um, sidebar. Saturday, we had a board game day. Yes. Um, and we play a game called Super Fight. Yes. And the concept of this is you're building heroes to fight a villain or to fight in a certain circumstance, whatever. Uh, it's kind of like a Cards Against Humanity game where you play a card and then you play a modifier right. and there's, it builds. Um... Our youngest had a card and he played it and he didn't know what it was. Right. So he slaps down R-O-U-S's. Oh, nice. <laughs> from this. My eldest looks at our daughter and just goes, R-O-U-S's? And she goes, I don't think they exist. And I was so <laughs> fucking proud. Like, so happy. So My heart proud. grew three sizes that day. It was just like... And, and our poor youngest is looking at me like, what just happened? I'm like, that was amazing. He's like, I don't know, I just had this card, I need like, to get rid of it. You guys are fantastic, I love it. And they both they both knew what they did, and they looked at me, and were just super proud of the whole exchange, because, oh, it was just, oh, be still my heart. But anyway. Right, so they escape into the fire swamp. And then they fight they, their way through. Where they fight their way through with flame spurts and quicksand and giant rodents. Rodents of unusual size. They get to the end, and Humperdinck had already out-tracked them. Right. He He's, went to the other end of the fire swamp. Um, 
there's a lot of smack talk between Wesley and Humperdinck. Right, right. And then... And she was like, hey, if you promise not to kill him, I'll come with you. Mostly because she realizes they're surrounded. Right, she realizes they're surrounded and they're going to die. And she was like, I like living! Um, I would <laughs> like you to be alive, because I could probably stab this... Like, I can stab this bitch in its sleep. Right. And then come find right. you 100%, later. I'm going to smother him tomorrow. Like... Yeah. We can, we can work this out, like... Yeah, and... But, you know, if you get shot through with a crossbow... Makes it hard. Yeah, plan B is not awesome. So she gets out of there because she's, Mm -hmm. again, dependent on... Her well-being is dependent on the emotional status of the men around her. 100%. 100%. She's like, oh, uh, yeah, my survival is dependent on the emotional well-being of all the men around me. So So Humperdinck and the princess ride off. He leaves Wesley with Rogan, who just... Bonks him on the head after Wesley observes he's got six fingers on right. his right hand and somebody's looking for him. Right hand. And um, Princess wakes up in the castle and is and is like very bummed. She was like, "Actually, I feel like that was not the right decision. Maybe that was not the right decision. Like, I listen. I don't want to marry you. You seem fine, but you're not. You're not my thing. So if you tell me you, I have to marry you. Like, I will just kill myself." And he was like, uh, don't do that. Like, I will just, I'll send my four fastest ships, one in each direction, carrying, like, four copies of a letter. And if, If like, if Wesley wants you, like, fine. If not in ten days, let's get married. Right. And she agrees. She's like, fine. That seems like a fine plan. Is it... Does she have other options? No. She I mean, does suicide, not. but like, no. Like, she is at the literal mercy of every man in this goddamn movie. <laughs> Truth. So, um, Wesley, in the meantime, wakes up in the pit of despair, where right, there's the an albino with a canker sword that's going to torture him. Right. And uh, Count Rugen is, like, writing a dissertation on pain. Yeah. And he, like, made a machine that, like, sucks life away. Also... Christopher Guest, ladies and gentlemen. Also Christopher Guest. National fucking uh, treasure. Not my favorite Christopher Guest role at all. Yes. Well, <laughs> like, I mean. At all. I mean, there's Waiting I, for <laughs> Guffman. There's Spinal Tap. I think Waiting for Guffman is my favorite. Yeah. Like, uh, Best in Show. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Oh, like, and um, uh, what's the, the beauty pageant one? I don't know. Oh. You know the beauty pageant one? I know the beauty pageant. Yeah, the beauty pageant one. Drop Dead Gorgeous? Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> was he in Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yeah, he plays the same character in Drop Dead Gorgeous as he does in Best in Show. Nice. It's a crossover. Perfect. Um, but, no, not at all my favorite Christopher Guest um, but that, role. But he does he does a good job in the role. Yeah. I'm just like, Christopher, Christopher Guest, Guest is like, you're awesome. so funny. And you're not as funny as you could be. Because your character isn't funny. <laughs> like, so this is this is Christopher Guest playing the straight man, right? And I was like, oh, so I feel like not where I want him, right? I was like, I feel like all your gifts. I are mean, squandered. literally, if you've seen <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous, and anyway, but um, I feel like all your gifts are squandered. Also, I feel like Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara needed to be in this movie. <laughs> yes. So instead, um, he, you know, he's torturing Wesley. Prince Humperdinck ends up running in and being like, fuck I'm, you. Oh yeah, I'm angry 
because the lady that I chose to marry and then was going to murder to start a war. (laughs) Likes you more than me. Yeah, likes you more than she likes me. And uh, male ego, very fragile. So he cranks the machine to 11, which I think would have been a funny gag. Right! Right! (laughs) I think I would have to check. This may have been before Spinal Tap, so. Oh, I don't know. It's right in there. I don't know. I don't know. No, I think he did Spinal Tap first. Maybe. But anyway, he, um, it would have been a funny gag, but they didn't go there. They cranked it to 50, kills Wesley. Right. Meanwhile, uh... And you hear this big, like, scream echo through the whole, um, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, so much for your secret, like, murder chamber. Like, and you're like, oh, scream's coming from somewhere. Seems to be coming from that tree. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> so, um, before all this... Uh, Humperdinck had ordered that the Thieves Forest, which they have a fucking location called the Thieves Forest. Right. I think you'd be working on that shit. Gentrification. Yeah, like get some homo <laughs> equity in there. Call Christopher Guest. Right. Um, <laughs> but like he, he's like clear out the Thieves Forest. Right. It's where we they keep form the a brute squad. <laughs> they go in and they're clearing it out, and um, Inigo Montoya is giving people crap because... Right, he's real drunk. He's real drunk, and but also still like, a good sword fighter. Look, you said, uh, Vicini said that when the job went wrong, you go back to the beginning. Like, anytime a job goes wrong, you go back to the beginning. So this is where I got the job, so this is the beginning. And this is be where right I here. am, and this is where I will Vicini stay. Comes and until me. Yeah, until Vicini comes and gets me. And Fezzik, uh, who's on the brood squad... You are the brood squad. Right. Um, finds him and is like, hey, uh... So, Vicini's dead. Also, the man in black... Turns out... Turns out... Is Princess Buttercup's true love. Is Princess Buttercup's true love. Also... <laughs> like, he knows a lot. <laughs> also, the the Count Rugen is a six-figured man. He's the guy that you've been looking for your whole fucking life. Like, okay, so we didn't have a lot of screen time with Vicini. He did not seem very or smart. Peasants. Yeah. Or observant. But apparently he was. He was giving notes. But apparently, notes. yeah. He was like, that was all an act, and he is just, like, inside playing four-dimensional chess, and uh, knows, has all the receipts. So, um, they decide they're gonna go off in search He's of like, the men in black. Also, they're like, they nurse him back to health. He fucking nurses him back to health in, like, two hours. I mean, he just had, he was really drunk. He yeah, wasn't but, exactly... Yeah, like, you can't, you can't sober up that fast. Nobody's liver works that fast. He was, like, so drunk that he couldn't even stand up. To go from, I can't even stand up, to, like, I'm ready to, like, form a coup. It's a pretty hard turn. (laughs) In two hours. That's, like, more than some soup. So, yeah. I think. (laughs) But they decide they go out, and they're in the woods whenever they hear the men in black scream for being killed. And that's when uh, Indigo's like, oh. The man in black makes that sound now because his uh, true love marries another. And I was like, where do you get your information? Like, I don't think that's a specific scream. Also, <laughs> it was not because his true love's marrying another. It's because he's having the life it's sucked out of him. also because he's literally dying. <laughs> like, I feel like that is the proximal cause here. Also, like, all kinds of screams come from the murder tree. And they're like, oh, it's just a weird <laughs> screaming murder tree. Like, <laughs> just, it'll be fine. The tree of legend. I I don't understand how they thought this was super low key. But they beat up the albino who's 
got a cart, which I did not realize for years was the cart he was going to use to pull Wesley's body out of the murder tree mm-hmm. and take him somewhere to bury or dispose right? of. Right? You can't leave him in the murder tree? I, there's not a there's, murder crematorium down there. Right, there's not room? Like, that's poor planning. You should have, like, a murder, <laughs> like, shoot. To right? Take, like, just dump him out into the river. processing. Yeah, a processing yeah. plant. So, um, Fezzik gets told to jog the albino's memory, which he does by punching him in the head, which knocks him out. And he's like, well, you may be jogging too hard. And but he's it, like, yeah, you know, I'm not subtle. <laughs> and he goes like, father, guide my sword. Show me where to go. And his sword, like, stabs into the murder tree. Right. Which he doesn't like, know it's a murder tree. And he, like, uh, collapses on it in anguish. And then the murder tree opens. Yeah, he pulls down the secret branch that's the mm-hmm. latch. And they go in, and they rescue the man in black, who's dead. Who's dead. And he's like, well, he's dead. And they're like, oh, we can take him to the Miracle Max, who worked the miracles for the king all those years. And you're like, okay, sounds great. And then the movie stops. (laughs) The movie grinds to an absolute fucking stop. And it becomes a Billy Crystal and Carol Kane movie truly for the next 15 minutes. Truly. Like, They steal the whole movie. So good. I Uh, love these two. Right, so Miracle Max is like, oh, you're in luck. He's only mostly dead, and I can bring him back. Like... As long as there's a good reason. Right. Which, he tries to get out of it. His wife comes out and yells at him, why ya? Why ya? It's great. Right. They're such a great bickering old Jewish couple. Right, it's so good. It's so good. so fantastic. Um, I want... Rob Reiner, if you're listening... (laughs) I want you to go back and write a Miracle Max movie. Yes. Um, you... The good news is Billy Crystal needs a lot less makeup these days. <laughs> so true. Carol Kane, though, is looking pretty good. So you're still going to have to get out some stuff. Right, right. Um, and you could, you, I want to, I want the whole thing. Like, keep that. <laughs> Let's revisit that cottage and see what they're up to. Right. Do you and want, Ego could stop by if he needs to. Do you to. want them to be older? Like, do you want them to just keep getting older? Do you want to, like, investigate? So I think, like, like a prequel. We could do a prequel. Right. With just, like, very minimal makeup. <laughs> and I would I would stand in line for that. Right. Billy, if you're listening, call. have your people call my people. Right. We don't have any people. <laughs> I am my people, but it's fine. Um, But they managed to resurrect the man in black so only slowly. The, yeah, they resurrect the man in black. So this, like he wakes up, but he can't move any of his limbs. Um, and so they because go- he's been mostly dead all day. So they go to storm the castle, right? And they're like, "Uh, so le- le- there's too much. Let let me sum up. Uh, so Buttercup is marrying Humberdink in about half an hour. Yeah. So they have to go in. They storm the castle. They have to steal the princess. They have to make their escape. And also, Indigo has to kill Count Rugen. Uh, that's their whole plan." Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool, what's our plan? And he was like, oh, we don't have a plan. Like, That's just I'm what just, we gotta do. I'm just really good at sword fighting, and Fezzik's really strong, and you're smart. And he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, well, I died once today. <laughs> there's, there's no way. And he's like, we can do this, come on. And he's like, fine, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm, I've, I've been mostly dead all day, so. <laughs> so. Let's just do it. Let's just, what the fuck. Right. True love will guide us all. And right. so they stormed the castle, they, they managed the to get castle. to the gate, mm-hmm. they managed to overpower the inept guards. Yes. Um, meanwhile, there's the wedding with the... Mawaj. Yeah. The Mawaj is what brings us together today. Truly, when, uh, 
The blessed, the winged man. The dweeb within a dweeb? It's such a great... Like, it's... it's Again, a character that shows up... What an interesting choice. Bold, bold choice. What an interesting choice. So, um, the actor that plays the the priest... Does not talk like that in the real life. No, not at all. Uh, cause he actually has an acting career. Cause like, <laughs> cause if you did that, you would probably be like, yeah, let's see what else we got. Right. But no, he, he, they were doing all these takes and he was doing it somewhat seriously. And then he just did one like that. And everybody. And was, they were like, actually, it's perfect. Like, so let's do that do again. That. Keep going. And that's what happened. But that, according to legend. According to legend. Um, it may have just been all planned ahead of time and it's like fun, but anyway. Um, but there's a sword fight going through the halls. Inigo Montoya meets up with Count Rogan, notices the six finger situation and is like, you, like, you, I think he knew who he was. He knew who he was, like, but he like confirmed. I don't know, Fezzik made of like, had like a, some photos in his cloak and was like, this guy. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I think he's like, hey, there's a dude in here with six fingers. He's a count. He's, uh, he's got black hair. He's black. You know, he's right. black coat. You know, right. You'll, he has you'll dark, see when you need dark hair in a mini dress. <laughs> but if you happen to see a dude in tights and a mini dress running around with right. six fingers, that there's your dude. He's like, cool, got it. Also, he did battle him when he was eleven. He disfigured him, so That's he probably so, like, he, he maybe remembers him, his face, maybe a little bit. Um, but Fez, you know, Anigo Matoya. Hello, my name is Nigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Right. Which is like the perfect introduction because you're stating your name, your connection. Your purpose. Your purpose. <laughs> it's a great detail. cover letter. <laughs> like it's it's what you want to cover when you introduce yourself to someone. Truly. Um, and so Rogan runs. Nigo's chasing him. They've got a stash. The Man of Black somewhere. Right. He. So they just. So at first uh, the. Fezzik's carrying him around. The count. Fezzik's carrying the Might in Black because he's he still is. His muscles are all noodles, um, and the count like runs through a door and closes it. And it. Indigo like can't like bust through the door because he's like a tiny, like, tiny little Spaniard, s- tiny little sword uh, wielding Spaniard, and he's like Fezzik. He put and, all the stats into dexterity and none into strength. Right. He's like Fezzik. I need you to bust down this door. And so Fezzik is like, okay, I'm going to, like, weave the man in black through this... It basically uh, makes him bear hug a suit of armor. Bear hug a suit of armor, and he's like, I'll be right back. And he goes and busts down the door. Um, And then when he gets back to the suit of armor... He's gone. He's gone. And he was like, fuck, I lost the man in black. I had one job. (laughs) I had one job. And so then he's, like, wandering the castle looking for the man in black. Meanwhile, Man in Black has found his way into Buttercup's bedroom because, of course, he has. Because, of course, he has. He's guided by a strength uh, or or a force much stronger than luck. Uh, It's his penis. Right. Um, And so he's there and Buttercup comes in and he's like. And she's going to kill herself because she's like, oh, man, I did end up marrying the prince. That sucks. Yeah. So there's the scene where she's about to stab herself in the chest. Yes. And Prince... And and Wesley's Man in Black says, there's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. It'd be a shame to ruin yours. Right. That's his line. Not a great line to dissuade someone from suicide, but... Yeah. I mean, you do what it was. When I watched this in school in, like, fourth, fifth grade... Did they, like, shoop shoop that line? There was, like, a... It went to static and came back. Nice. 
And I was like, I, I never knew why. Also but, with the son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did that one too. <laughs> so he talked her out of it and she's excited. And she's like, yeah, I'm glad you're alive. And you came back for me. And he's like, yeah, but also I can't move. So like, we're going to have to like. Figure something out. Figure something out later. Also, we probably shouldn't like get too freaky right now. Because there's like several dozen people in this castle that want both of us dead. Right. So. Right. We need we need to like eyes on the prize. Yeah, exactly. Um, later. So Indigo kills the count. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the, you know. Yeah, offer. My name is Nigo Montoya. I killed my father. Stop saying that! And then they like have a big, uh, but Nigo disarms him. He's like, "Tell me, I have anything you want. Offer me money. Like you can have it. Just got some on my arm. Offer me anything I ask for. Yeah. Yes, I want my father back. You son of a bitch. And he stabs him through the gut, and it's just a great cathartic moment. But also, like he is stabbed. (laughs) Oh, he's not in good shape. Yeah, he has like an abdominal wound, and he's bleeding out. Yeah, he should be not good. Right. Yeah. And so, um, Count, or Humperdinck busts into Buttercup's bedchamber. Right. Which, honestly, wedding night, you should probably keep a tab. But anyway. Right, um, right, 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 right. Busts in, and he finds the man in black there laying on the bed. And he's like, oh, this is interesting. And he's like, so, I'm gonna kill you. And he's like, no, you're not. You're a coward. Right. And if we fight, I'm gonna fight you to the pain. What's the pain? Oh, I'm gonna cut off. Your nose, your eyes, your your toes, your like yeah. it's really bad. He's like, and my Hands ears, I see. He's like, whatever. I killed you too quickly the last time. Fine. And he's like, so um he's, and then he stands up and he puts the sword at him. He's like, So drop your sword. And Humperdink, like the scared little like child he is, drops the sword. Mm-hmm. He's like, Now sit down in the chair. Yes. Okay, Buttercup tie him My up. My favorite part is when he, like, scoops up his mini dress. <laughs> and just, like, slits <laughs> down. down. It's a great little... Like, he, like, scoops it up. So, that, like, so he doesn't sit he on doesn't his dress. He doesn't have, right. like, yeah, he doesn't, importantly, he doesn't sit on his cute Instagram mini dress. <laughs> yes. And Buttercup ties him up. And then they escape. Right, because uh, Fezzik, while wandering around the castle trying to find the man in black, found some four white horses. And he was like, oh, wait, there are four of us if we ever find the lady. Hello, lady. Right. And uh, they're like, hey, you did something good. And he's like, don't worry, I won't let it go to my head. And then they escape on four white horses, and that's the end of the movie. And like, and we didn't talk about the whole Dread Pirate Roberts thing where... Oh, yes. You yes. know... Um, he's not really Dread Pirate Roberts. It's just like it's like a, a hereditary title, title that he's inherited from and the so, last Dread Pirate Roberts. So now that Nico has killed his, um, his revenge plot, right? There's not a lot of money in revenge, but you could be a pirate. Right? Like, oh, you could be a pirate. You'd be a great pirate, except they can't fucking swim. Yeah, he'd be also terrible. he has like he, a giant abdominal. Wound yeah, he's not doing they, well. They need to like get to a village and like stitch, go back to Miracle Max. Just maybe. like stitch yeah. him the fuck up. Maybe back to Max. Also, yes. but he does have some great leather pants and the ability to pose in a jerkin. It's true, so, which is a very like piratey thing. I feel like he just needs to learn how to swim. Yeah, and he'd be great. And he'd be and great. not die. Yeah, not die from gangrene and not die that. and learn how to swim. Yeah, and he'd be a great Dread Pirate Roberts. Yep. So. Uh, and then, and then uh, who knows Buttercup, what happens? well, Buttercup and Wesley live happily ever after. Somewhere else. Great kiss. And there's, I will point out, it's funny because the, the kiss at the end, my kids were not into the kisses at the beginning, but the kiss at the end 
they seem okay with. I mean, maybe I don't know because you, like, you but grow. I think, yeah, I think that's the whole point of the movie is that it's it's better by the end. But that's scene. Yeah, that's it. What did we learn from this movie? I mean, this time around, patriarchy still fucking sucks, guys. It really does. It does. I'm not here I mean, for it. I mean, if next, academically, I'm next, not here for no, it. No, I'm not. Next time we develop fantasies, can we develop fantasy where the patriarchy does not control everything? Like, can we try that? Uh, so you want Gideon the Ninth to be the 100%. next movie? Yes. <laughs> those of you, that is a book recommendation. Look up Gideon the Ninth. It is not uh, a kid book. It, it is, is a grown-up book, and it is great. Um, lesbian necromancers, sword fighters in space. Mm -hmm. It's a space fantasy murder mystery mashup. It, there's a lot <laughs> of words great. to describe it, and it, every one of them is accurate and fantastic. You need to go in. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, what else did we learn? Uh, guest stars make a movie. Like, yes, yes. Like yeah. just try like sprinklings of really interesting uh, and funny characters but like definitely couldn't watch a whole movie of like the mileage guy like i could know, watch like... a whole movie of miracle max <laughs> but that's a different right i mean i assume he goes off and has his own adventures. i couldn't watch a whole movie of count rogan no no or even mandy patinkin mm -hmm. so yeah uh, a good ensemble balances out yeah it, it helps you float from scene to scene this is one of those movies i do feel like is like a scene by scene, like a sketch. Yeah. It's but like, um, <laughs> Monty Python. When Monty Python tries to make movies, but way better. Sorry, yeah, way, Monty way better. Python. You can come at me, but like. You're a sketch show that sometimes turns That sometimes movies. makes movies. And then sometimes your movies are like just really a bunch of sketches and not a movie. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry, I stand by my opinion. If any of the people of Monty Python who are still alive want to come at me... Both of you. Do it. <laughs> but I do, like, enjoy and respect your work. It's just not a movie. Like I love the fact that you're you're addressing the microphone right now. <laughs> like, this won't come through. But you're addressing the microphone... With gestures. <laughs> with gestures and, like, an apologetic face and, like, a sincerity, like... Truly. Um, like, John Cleese is in the room with us, is basically I mean, what you're doing. But John, also. I mean, you're in Harry Potter, so. And a fish called Wanda. Oh. <laughs> Low blow. Is it? <laughs> no, actually, it's a pretty good movie. Alright, I don't know what else we've learned from this film. Cause, like, Nothing! It's, it's... I haven't learned anything from this film, but I it's been consistently part of my life. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I'm glad that my, my kids now, I'm glad my kids are now years. part of it. Yeah! And I, I enjoy... I like that they liked it. I caught our eldest watching it this afternoon. Like, right. after he got his schoolwork done, I went in his room like, and he was... Oh, you want to see this movie? I really liked it when I was a kid. And they're like... This movie sucks. This is terrible. But, like, truly, Aww. our kids really enjoyed this movie, so... Yay! <laughs> so that's all I got for now. Yep. So please parent responsibly out there. Please parent responsibly. And stay safe and quarantined and whatever. Yep, protect yourselves and your community. Wear a mask. All the things. <laughs>